Welcome to the Main Street Preps High School Football Preview Show. Nobody brings you more comprehensive coverage of high school sports in Middle Tennessee than Main Street Preps. Today's show is brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Remember, fans don't let fans drive drunk. Now, please welcome the hosts of the Main Street Preps High School Football Preview Show, Russell Venosi and Tyler Palmatier. Hello, everyone. We're back to talk week two high school football. I'm Russell Venosi. This is Tyler Palmatier. Thanks for joining us today. Really excited about the show that we've got lined up. In just a moment, we are going to have Davidson Academy football coach Jonathan Quinn and his quarterback, Knox Roberts, on to talk about their win over Nashville Christian and just uh, some general things about their team as they're getting their season going. We're also going to go through some week one takeaways and also make picks for uh, several week two's top games. So excited to do that. Excited to be here. Uh, brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office, of course. Let's go ahead and jump in now to our interviews here with Jonathan and Knox from Davidson Academy. Uh, gentlemen, how you doing today? Hey, guys. How you doing? Thanks for having us on. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, guys, how important was that week one win over Nashville Christian? I know that was a team that had uh, tripped you guys up the last couple of years, but to start the season with a win uh, against, like I said, a team that had, had been difficult before, how big was that for you guys? Uh, I mean, obviously there's some like bad blood between us, like after the last two years, but uh, getting that win was huge. And I mean, I've played them three times. We beat them once, beat them once before that and then lost to them twice. So I mean, it was a huge win. They obviously have some talented players, so it was good. I also think it was a great way to start the game. National Christian's a quality team. Uh, they've been to back-to-back -back state uh, finals, uh, bringing, bringing home a silver ball in both those games. And so it's a great test for both programs to kind of see where we are. Uh, we're similar in size. Uh, they have a great winning tradition. We have a great winning tradition. So for us, it was a quality win to start the year, and, uh, and we couldn't be more excited about it. And Knox, for you, that game, uh, 203 yards passing, a touchdown, no interceptions. Uh, you know, you're a starter of the last two seasons. In that time, what do you think you've improved the most upon? Uh, probably just becoming more mature, decision-making, being more comfortable. Um, I mean, and then all the strength stuff, just like arm strength, getting faster, but mainly just learning and being more comfortable and being more mature. And Jonathan, you're a quarterback guy. What's it like having an experienced senior back there? Do you have a lot of trust in, in what Knox is able to do for you guys? Yeah, you know, as a quarterback coach, you got to have trust in your quarterback. And Knox and I have a great rapport. I trust him fully in everything that uh, – in game management and the decisions he's going to make. Um, he's, he's extremely intelligent, has a, a fantastic arm, has a savvy in the pocket, can make all the throws, and uh, – trust him uh, implicitly and uh, I expect to him to, to lead us as far uh, wherever we end up going this year is because Knox led us there. Yeah, obviously, I guess the, the big departure uh, from graduation last year was Cortland Simmons could do so much and affect the game in so many ways. Uh, Jonathan, what, what can you tell us about Caden Stroud? Solid, solid game last week, over 100 yards, touchdown. Yes, absolutely. Caden's a fantastic young uh, running back. He runs with power. Uh, he's worked hard on getting his speed uh, up this offseason, and it's shown. It shows he had a, a long uh, touchdown run in the game against Nashville Christian, and uh, and he's tough, man. He's he's a 200-pound uh, bowling ball of running back that has good agility but has that, that breakaway speed also. He can also catch the ball out of the backfield, and uh, I expect a huge year out of him this year. 
Knox, when you when you think back to the preseason and now week one in the books too, is there a player in your eyes that's made a big jump uh, that could be in store for a breakout year? Or maybe it's a couple players. Um, but if you had to name one or two, or are there any names that stick out to you? Uh, I think that Josh Bolden has made a huge jump, a huge jump just growing up and more mature than he was last year as a freshman. And then I think Will Brees is going to have a good year too. So. Yeah, and I guess kind of going back to that game, uh, defensively, what uh, what was the key to to keeping Jared Curtis from from having a huge game, Jonathan? I mean, because he can obviously people know about his arm, but he's a big kid. He's capable of having a huge game on the ground too. Yeah, he really is. You know, he's a fantastic athlete all the way around. Uh, clearly, is how he recruited as as a quarterback, and I think the key for us was going into the game was try to keep the receivers in front of us and. Um, they, they they hurt us on one deep ball, but to not give up the big play, to make them do it, you know, you know, play in and play out, and get first downs and have to have to sustain drives, to get pressure on them, they can't sit back there and be comfortable, and to force them to scramble. Um, and so that was kind of our plan going in, and I think our guys executed it extremely well. Uh, we contained uh, we can contained them um, for the game and end up coming out with a victory because of it. This can be for both of you guys. Um, I guess kind of a two-part question here. Knox, you've got Glenn Seabrooks, a Vanderbilt commitment, uh, helping protect you there on the offensive line. Uh, how, how much does that help, having a guy like him kind of anchoring the offensive line? And then uh, Jonathan, I, I believe he plays both ways, too, on defense. I mean, how valuable is Glenn going to be to what you guys are able to do this year? You know what, Glenn is a fantastic, fantastic uh, athlete. He's a young man that is, is large at 6'3", 315, but he's also been our punter. He can throw a ball 65 yards. He plays baseball. I've seen him Pete Rose slide into home plate to win uh, the win a regional championship game, uh, you know, to advance in baseball. He's just that type of athlete, um, and he's a kid that you want on your on your line. He's gonna give everything he has, both offensively and defensively. Um, you know, and right now he is uh, he is dinged up, and we hope to get him back here in a, in a couple weeks. And when he comes back, it'll be a great surge to our team because he, he does protect Knox's blind side, and he, and he, run, he run blocks with extreme power and opens up holes for, for Caden and for everyone else. And on the defensive line, it, he's, he's almost unblockable. He's tough to block. You're going to have to commit two to him in order to handle him, and even then he can, he can split it. So he's just a, a force on the offense and defensive line. I think Vanderbilt's getting a heck of a, a, heck of a young man and a heck of an athlete in, in Glenn Seabrooks. Yeah, Knox, I know you're probably as excited as anybody to get him back. Uh, when healthy, how good does it feel to have somebody like Glenn uh, on that side of the line? Uh, yeah, it just keeps you comfortable back there. I mean, you don't have to worry about your blind side. You, um, I mean, nobody really gets past him. He doesn't give up sacks. He's a huge help. Well, I wanted to ask one more thing, Jonathan. You mentioned all the things he does. He, I know he punted last year a little bit. Uh, has he relinquished that job? Uh, has he, is you going to have somebody else doing it this year? Yes, our, our kicker, Roman Mathis, is, is back. He'd gotten hurt last year, and, and Glenn is still our emergency kicker. That if something happens and we need a punter, he can do it, and he can boot it. Uh, but Roman Mathis is back as a junior kicker. Uh, he had four touchbacks last week. He has a huge leg uh, and uh, two for three on field goals. He scored the first points of the game with a 44-yard field goal, and, uh, and he's our – punter he's a he's a soccer player that can kick rugby style or regular and uh and he's a pretty uh, terrific athlete in his own right so so glenn has relinquished relinquished that and stepped back and given it back to the kickers 
Sounds like the two deep there on the on the depth chart for the punters is in a good spot, so that's great. Uh, Jonathan, looking at the Division II AA Middle Region this year, it's a little bit different. Essentially, Pope Prep uh, or Lipscomb County was traded out for Pope Prep. You've also got the Web School now in there. Mm -hmm. I guess I know it's early in the season, but what do you think those changes are going to do for the league's competitive balance moving forward? I think it balances out significantly. I think Lipscomb is exactly where they should be in AAA. Uh, they're, they built that team uh, to be a championship level at the highest level, and, and that's the guys they're playing against. And so I think it does bring a little more uh, balance to our league. Uh, you know, CPA is still a very dominant program. Uh, Coach Martin over there has been doing it well for a long time. Uh, you know, FRA really made a big splash for Coach uh, Geis last year. And I expect him to be extremely talented. Pope, having, having the experience of playing AAA ball now for, for numerous years, brings that down to our level. And so it's, it's, I think it's still one of the – I think it's still a very, very competitive and tough – uh, region in our middle region. Yeah, guys, I want to I want to pitch this to both of you. Uh, the if anybody who hasn't been to a, a football game at Davidson Academy, they don't kind of understand. Maybe I can help them with the setup. You know, the seniors, I believe, the parking lots are all painted, or their parking spots are painted. Uh, there's a beautiful little setup at the Grove coming in with the you know the party lights, and it's an awesome, uh, intimate atmosphere. I mean, for what do you like about it seems like a tight-knit community it what do you like about that tight-knit aspect of the school and how does it maybe reflect itself uh on the football team uh i think i mean one of my favorite things every friday night is the bear walk when we walk down the grove i mean everybody loves it everybody's there cheering you on so that's probably one of my favorite things but just like having it being in a smaller school and having a tighter community like everybody gets to know each other Everybody knows who everybody is, so it just brings everybody together. Yeah, I think like I think like, I think like, uh, like Knox said, some of the traditions we have, like we do a bear march where we walk through the grove that, where they're doing the tailgating um, before before the games, and so all the fans and the parents and uh, you know whoever's around creates a little tunnel for us. I think things like that uh, are are just phenomenal uh, for our game day atmosphere. We got good music playing. Uh, we sometimes we have fireworks before the games and uh, our, our fans and our, our student body and the parents really go all out to make it a, a fantastic game day experience for us. I probably also need to add, uh, I remember last year reaching down, touching the grass a couple of times. You guys have fantastic grass. Yes, we do. We work hard on, on keeping that Bermuda uh, low and tight. Uh, we cut it numerous times a week and um it's a fast it's a fast turf and that's what we want you know we want it to to look good that's professionally painted each week and uh and take great pride in our in our field yeah another life tyler would have been a turf management guy he loves the <laughs> golf course the golf course kind of grass and kind of judging each field uh, you guys certainly have a good one one more on the way out i know you guys are going to lincoln uh county this week um kind of a long road trip there but Obviously, it's been hot. We were talking before the show about how you guys have sort of had to work um, around that with your practice schedule. I guess kind of on the way, just quickly here on the way out, what are some challenges that come with the heat? How are you guys uh, trying to deal with that? Well, um, what we had to do is practice this morning uh, before school. So uh, stretch was at 5.55. Practice was at 6. Uh, we got off the field at 7.30. School starts at 8. And we did that to beat the heat so we could go out with our shoulder pads on. Uh, yesterday, the heat index, uh, we were inside in our gymnasium for, for part of the practice when we had our uh, shoulder pads on, and then we went outside afterwards for a quick seven-on-seven 
to stay within the TWSAA guidelines uh, with the heat index uh, where it was here at Davidson Academy. But what it does, it really limits some of your practice time. It limits your ability to get uh, you know, more reps, more uh, reps with, with shoulder pads on. Uh, and during ball games, uh, when you're a small school like us, where guys play both ways, uh, and like Nashville Christian was, you have a lot of guys that cramp up or need extended breaks. And so it really challenges your depth. You know, do we have other guys that can go in and give you quality time? And, and fortunately, we do here that uh, we're able to rotate guys and get quality play out of uh, our entire roster. Well, gentlemen, we appreciate the time today, especially with how early you got up. Hopefully you can catch a nap or at least an early bedtime later. But thanks again for being here, and good luck this week uh, at Lincoln County. Absolutely. Thank you for having us on. I really appreciate it. All right, that, is, that has been Davidson Academy coach Jonathan Quinn and quarterback Nas Roberts. Really enjoyed that interview. I think the first time we've had a player and a coach on the show at the same time. So we were able to pull that off. Now we're going to take a quick commercial break and come back with some week one takeaways. Drink. I'm good. I thought it was good. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was no big deal. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I thought I could hold my liquor. As an Allstate agent in Gallatin, Larry Maynard knows many local families. His knowledge and understanding of the people in this community helps him provide customers with outstanding service. Give Larry a call at 615-452-1500. Macon Bank and Trust Company is a proud supporter of the Gallatin Green Wave. For over 100 years, Macon Bank and Trust has offered a true hometown banking experience to help you meet your financial goals. We are local people with local decision-making and ready to serve you. Don't let pain keep you from doing the things you love. With our world-class physicians, Houston Clinic Orthopedics will have you back enjoying your life in no time. From ortho care to physical therapy and more, visit our website to book an appointment. Houston Clinic Orthopedics, when experience matters. Craving the juiciest, most delicious burgers in Dixon? Look no further. Luke's Burgers and Breakfast has got you covered. Whether you're in the mood for a mouth-watering cheeseburger or a breakfast burrito, we have it all. Our secret? Only the freshest ingredients cooked to perfection every time. So why settle for ordinary when you can have extraordinary? Come on down to Luke's Burgers and Breakfast, where every bite is an experience. We are back here on the Main Street Preps High School Football Show. I want to dive into some things that we learned from the first week of the season, starting with there was probably no bigger win than what Christ Presbyterian Academy was able to do on Saturday night, pulling out a 17-16 win there over, over at Brentwood Academy. Rawls Patterson, of course, the younger brother of Kane and, Cade and Kane and Lakeson Patterson, uh, a couple of Vanderbilt linebackers, of course, start at CPA. Uh, their younger brother got the winning touchdown there, and Tyler, this was a huge win for CPA to be able to pull that one out on the road. Um, how strong and successful do you think CPA can be this year, given that strong start and kind of what they're up against the rest of the way? Yeah, I think they, the, whatever the, the sky's the limit, you know, I mean, it, the, you, a performance like that, to me, it looked like a Division II AA state championship caliber team. If not, you know, who, who say they couldn't be, they aren't the favorite. I mean, 
defensively holding Brentwood Academy to 16 points. That was a team last year that scored almost 35 a game. Uh, and I know that that offense is some of those players are new to each other. So that's obviously an aspect, but still, uh, you know, George McIntyre completed for 17 throws in that, in that game that, that could have got sideways if he was allowed to really go off. Um, so I think holding them to 16 points was the thing I was most impressed with. Uh, and I, look, offensively, it's, look, it's not like the CPA's blowing people away. It's not a very, uh, whatever, attractive, whatever you want to call it, something that's explosive, high octane. I mean, but it works. Uh, at quarterback, they've got the two-man the the two uh, man system with Hudson Chance and Braden Streeter. Those two combined for 158 total yards last week. That's on the ground and throwing. So that's the equivalent of almost one quarterback, but it just works. Uh, you know, Ingle Martin does a great job of controlling the clock. And so they're well-coached, big up front um, on both sides. Of course, John Wayne Oliver, probably the name we all know, Ole Miss commitment um but there are a lot of guys up there that eventually really wore down brentwood academy and i don't think that's i don't think we've heard the last of ba either i mean there were no, some parts certainly. of that game that, that it that could have gone could have gone ba's way i mean a, a failed two-point conversion a missed field goal a muffed punt those things certainly played a factor but you have to do those mm. things to win and cpa uh, limited its mistakes so you got you got to credit that team yeah, there's also Jacob Gill's first game there, we believe, as a head coach. He was a defensive coordinator, highly successful assistant over there at Shiloh Christian in Arkansas. Uh, but, you know, there's sometimes there's just some difficulties that come with, mm -hmm. you know, on the player and coaching side when you're when you're trying to get a team ready for week one when it's the first year. So, yeah, I don't think we've heard the last of them by any means. Of course, if you missed the news earlier this week, Brentwood Academy is going to be on ESPNU in September. Their, their game against Macaulay is going to be televised. Lipscomb Academy, of course, is playing at Saraland, Alabama, this week on ESPN. But for Brentwood Academy to get that home game on ESPNU, really neat opportunity for them to kind of showcase their stadium and, and all the prospects they've got on their team. So we're looking forward to that. Um, but yeah, CPA, I mean, this week they're at, or they're hosting Pearl Cone, and later on they've got NBA. So a couple of good tests there in the non-region uh, to go along with that Division II AA Middle Region we were talking about earlier with Jonathan and Knox. So um, I've got my eye on CPA. I believe we've got them up to number two now in our Main Street Preps top 25 rankings. So they are right there in the mix among uh, in that conversation for the top teams. And we'll see if they can uh, keep that going. But speaking of new coaches, a couple a couple guys were pretty successful in their debuts yeah. um, over at East Nashville and Centennial. Of course, Jamal Stewart in the offseason um, left East Nashville to take the Centennial job. And uh, his Cougars were uh, firing at all cylinders in that opener. They were able to beat Franklin 34 to 14. And then, of course, Stewart's replacement, Damian Harris, a longtime Pearl Cone assistant, was able to help East Nashville just obliterate Pope Prep 45-6. to um, Tyler, what did you just make of those those coaching debuts for those two guys? Yeah, you just, it's one of those things I think everybody felt good about both hires. They both made a lot of sense, uh, and both coaches seemed to really embrace their roles. Uh, of course, it was new to Damian Harris, Harris being a, a first-time head coach. Uh, but um, and I think people felt really good about Jamal. He just that seemed like a good fit. And he seemed really uh, comfortable, confident when we saw him at Williamson County's media day. Uh, seemed like a month ago now. But I guess what stood out to me is life becomes a lot easier when you have reliable running backs. And uh, Keith Johnson for East Nashville, four touchdowns. He's just a sophomore. That's a position that East Nashville has really in the last couple of years with different guys had success with. So, and then Dominic Reed uh, at Centennial five touchdowns. When you have a guy you can hand it to and uh, get 
get six points on the board. That that probably makes life a little bit easier, but it's obvious it's a little more complicated than that. I think both teams are going to be they appear early to be pretty solid. Yeah, I'm sure both those guys would tell us if we had them on here that the players made them look good. But anyways, good starts there for Centennial and East Nashville. Another team that was impressive in their uh, opener, Pearl Cone. I got to see them play at Montgomery Bell Academy. I think this is a team that has a lot of good things going for them this year. We've talked about it before, I believe, on this show. Uh, Tyler, you've certainly written about it. They were right there last year in that that Class 4A state title game. Nearly came out with the the win against Anderson County. Would have been their first title since uh, the 1996-1997 back-to-back title. So they're still seeking that. Um, but yeah, they managed to win 21 to 14 at lips or, uh, excuse me, at NBA. And it was not a mistake free game. Uh, it was definitely not a perfect game. They had a lot of opportunities to maybe add some more points. They had at least a couple chances in the fourth quarter to really put the game on ice by scoring in the red zone. Weren't able to do that, but they did get a defensive stand as NBA was kind of driving down the field, uh, trying to tie up the game. So the fact that they pulled out a win on the road against a program like NBA, um, without even playing their best is, is super promising for them. They showed some flashes of, you know, what quarterback Keyshawn Tarleton can do with some of the playmakers he's got. Of course, there's Donovan Higgins that had a couple of long touchdowns. You've also got Javion Kennard, uh, Darius Reed. Uh, the list goes on from there. They've got a lot of weapons there on the offensive side. And they've got the defense to match it, too. They only gave up the 14 points against NBA. Uh, Big Red really had trouble moving the ball throughout the night. Of course, they're breaking in a new quarterback as well. But um, that defense has got a lot of experience on it, and I expect uh, – this team between the playmakers they've got on offense, the experience they've got on defense, that seems like a really good recipe for Pearl Cone to try to make another run at it. Yeah, and I think the just the multiple weapons is a big deal because uh, Malachi Cromwell is a really good running back. He's he just had 38 yards rushing last week, so your you know your starting running back doesn't exactly uh, tear it up, and then you're able to do so many other things. And you know Jacques Williams, uh, what he had a pick six, mm-hmm. I believe. So you have guys that just can make plays on special teams can take a pass the other way for a touchdown or take a, take an interception the other way for a touchdown. So that's really big to be able to flip a game like that. And that's just kind of what uh pro cone has right now. So many guys that can make a difference they do not need to rely on one person. So um, that's big. And then sort of also in the Metro vein, uh, Antioch put up a good performance last week at Lebanon led at halftime. Uh, that's a team that has a one in two years. And Glencliff, 19 points. That's I know that that may not sound like much, but that, that's a team that hasn't won in four years, and that was its highest point total in a couple of years. I think I think one or both of those teams is going to get a win this year and, and break that drought, which is a big deal. Uh, I know a lot of people around Metro want to see that. Yeah, that'll be that'll be really fun if and when both those teams can pull out wins. With that, we are going to close the book on week one, take a commercial break, and come back with some picks for a couple of week two's games. So stick around. Drink. I'm good. I thought it was good. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was no big deal. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I thought I could hold my liquor. Welcome to the GR Group at Cry Like Realtors. Our team is comprised of seasoned veterans, military spouses, and other real estate professionals with strong ties to the military community. We specialize in helping our clients buy and sell homes, as well as providing comprehensive services for commercial and land properties. 
Whether you're relocating to the area interested in buying or selling a home or looking for commercial or land properties, the GRL Group has the expertise and resources to help you achieve your real estate goals. Contact the GRL Group today. Founded in 2005, Pamela Witt First Lending Solutions has a reputation of consistently offering the lowest possible rates and above all providing outstanding customer service. Pamela Witt First Lending Solutions takes pride in treating our clients with honesty and integrity. We provide excellent service and experience you can trust for all your mortgage needs. Proudly serving all of Tennessee. Apply today. Call Pamela Witt First Lending Solutions, 858-518-1506 or online at www.firstlendingonline.com. NMLS number 314276, ID 135.32. Tired of hanging lights every year? We get it. That's why Southern Nights is here to help. We install programmable lighting on your home or business so you can enjoy beautiful, customizable lighting all year round. No more ladders, tangled lights, or cold nights outside. We do the work. You do the celebrating. Call Southern Nights today and take the hassle out of holiday lighting forever. For a free quote, give us a call at 931-241-3074 or visit our Facebook page at Southern Nights. All right, as promised, it's time to make some picks for the Week 2 games across Middle Tennessee. We're going to start with two teams we just talked about in the last segment, Pearl Cone at CPA, both coming off Week 1 wins. Tyler, what do you see uh, for this one? Yeah, I've got CPA 28-20. I love, even with our first two games we have on the list here, I would love to pick what would be considered sort of the underdog. I would love to pick Pearl Cone. I think it could it could happen. Uh, I, I was just too impressed with what I saw up front with CP, from CPA to go four quarters with them. I think if that's that's a real marathon for a, another team, and I feel like that's where the difference is going to be made. But I think it could be close. Yeah, Pearl Cone cleans up, you know, like I said, some of those things last week that kept them from really running away with that game at NBA. They certainly will be in this one. Uh, but I've got the final being CPA 21, Pearl Cone 14. Should be a good game there. Just a little bit south, I guess, south and east uh, Brentwood Academy at Brentwood. Uh, so if you're there in the Old Hickory Boulevard area of South Nashville, you've got a choice to make uh, which game you want to go to. But this one should be uh, kind of interesting too. Brentwood being the public school, uh, it's, this is a big challenge for them going up against you know the uh, heavyweight private school right, literally right across Granny White Pike from them. So uh, and the last time they did that, it, it didn't go so well for Brentwood. Of course, that was a different time and place, different players, think different coaches for both teams. But um, I think. Brentwood Academy is going to be really hungry to get back in the win column after what happened last week. So I'm going BA 34, Brentwood 17. Yeah, I've got, I've got BA uh, 28, 17. I definitely think that BA is going to come in with kind of a chip and not, not wanting to let that happen again. That being said, it's going to be, I would, I would guess Brentwood's going to have an incredible crowd. Uh, it's going to be a pretty hostile atmosphere. Uh, Brentwood was really solid last week and it's win over Blackman uh, on the road. And I, I think that's legitimately a, a good team. I don't think it's going to be a cakewalk at all. Um, and it's really a cool series. It's one of those ones you wish you could see every year uh, be a neat public-private um, game for fans to get into each season. Now, I, I don't know how it would look every season, depending on what both teams have. You know, But this year, it certainly lines up well. I think both are solid, and uh, I'm, I'm really interested to see this one. So you're going 28-17 there. Uh, Brentwood Academy, so we're in agreement. Uh, down the street from there, a little bit further down Old Hickory Boulevard, I guess, and then up 
on Highway 100, you've got NBA at Innsworth. This is a key game in that Division II AAA classification. You really you just can't afford too many slip-ups in order to, to come out on top there. And uh, this is not a region game, though. This is not a region game, but still a, a good measuring test for both teams. Um, how, do you, how do you see this one going? Yeah, I've got Innsworth 28-17. Uh, I think that defensively it's going to be – there. I, I think the Tigers are pretty solid there, and NBA, the challenge for them as the year goes on is going to be, can it continue to develop its, uh, it solidify its quarterback position, uh, get its guy comfortable there, and then really NBA's always had a solid defense. I think they're well coached there. They, they find a way to to limit teams. That's going to be a big thing too, to just how how quickly can they gel and be able to win some of these games with defense. I don't think it's going to happen yet. Ends worth 28-17. Yeah, Innsworth's got some really good pieces. I believe I talked about that last week. Um, I think they're going to be improved teams. So I'm going Innsworth 24, NBA 14. Tyler, we got about 20 seconds on this last one. Page at Independence. Uh, Page was able to edge Giles County there, I believe, in overtime. Um, had a lot of success over the last few years. Independence went to Oakland, uh, hung in there a little bit. So that, yeah, that could be a pretty good team too. But uh, I'm going to give Page the edge here just slightly. 28 to 24 over Indy. Yeah, I've got Page 35 21. Uh, I think they're going to be really great in 5A again this year. Going to have a chance to get back to the state title game. Uh, really good up front. Uh, got to have great players everywhere. So uh, definitely like Page 35 21. All right, that's all we got. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next week here on the Main Street Preps High School Football Preview Show. You've been watching the Main Street Preps High School Football Preview Show with Russell Venosi and Tyler Pomatier. Nobody brings you more comprehensive coverage of high school sports in Middle Tennessee than Main Street Preps. Join us each week at this time on Main Street Media TV to get the latest news about high school football. The Main Street Preps High School Football Preview Show is brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office.